welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist. I'm a graphic graphic designer as well. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.MyPortfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I got Javi Reyes of the Locked On Padres on. It's uh, just a continuation of a pod I've been having in the vault for a while. This is basically part four of a pod you guys already been hearing. We get into a lot of Mike Trout today. Get into a lot of not even debate. We kind of have some agreements. So someone finally that kind of sees the Mike Trout in the same perspective as me. So if you're a stat nerd, you're not gonna like this pod. Just a forewarning, but. But first, if you're a company interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, you should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here is that conversation between Javi Reyes, Locked On Padres host, and I. I feel like there's just been so many um, just when it comes to a, a little like subplot of baseball, a lot of the teams that never won and were looking for a championship kind of happened. You know, you look at the Cubs, the Royals, there's a lot of teams that have won that the, the Astros that like broke these like franchise, like the, the teams that never won the cursed fan bases, they've won. You know, I feel like there's not too many left with the exception of honestly, the Padres and D backs. I mean, they won in what was it like 2000? So yeah, we won it, but we went against the Yankees after 9-11. So it was really Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And it was also the ultimate like all in for that one season, season two. Where <laughs> just after that, it was just like, okay, yeah, we got our championship and that was it. Um yeah, I could see it. Why not? Um it's gonna be exciting though, man. I don't know what else to say though. So do you think Tatis or what do you think his ceiling is? Do you think he could be a, a guy that could be considered the best player in baseball? Do you think he will be on that Trout, Acuna, Mookie Betts level one day? I mean, I can't say the the Trout thing. I can't say the Acuna, but um, I think a good comp. I mean, look, Corey Sears started off great his first year. And look at him now. Like, he had an even better season next year after. So I could see that type of player. Why not? I mean, he's good on both sides of the ball. It was just his first season. He was so electric, so exciting. You know, I think um, – uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Um, I, I talked about it recently. I did like a debate podcast with uh, the Yankees host and Blue Jays host about like Tatis versus Glaber Torres, you know, embrace mm-hmm. debate. And basically, look, it's bottom line though. It is just one season. You know, I gotta, I gotta give into as much as I try and play a character and, and all that and say that, Hey, his dad was amazing too. So therefore by rule of star Wars, it means he's going to be great too. He's got the bloodline in him. Right. But I think uh, bottom line is it was one season and there are some faults with him. Defense was good, not Lindor level. And his offense, really high strikeout rate. Uh, he chases a lot of pitches in the dirt. You know, he had a little bit of trouble with some um, some breaking balls and whatnot that I was looking at. So it's not like he's this, you know, I don't want to say he got lucky that first year, but it's definitely fair to say that maybe just temper expectations a little bit and don't expect him to immediately hit. 330 or whatever it was that he was hitting last year uh right out of the gate um but i still think that he's definitely one of those players that has hype and potential for the future 
Yeah, because batting average, OBP, home runs, stolen bases, a lot of his traditional stats are off yeah. the charts. But like you said, 110 strikeouts in only 84 games. It yep. is pretty alarming. But I, I heard you mention a great debate and about how you've been on you know, some podcasts recently debating. Mm-hmm. I've been having some recent guests on my own podcast to, to debate mm-hmm. you know, Mike Trout and where we view him <laughs> in baseball. Yes. So, Javi, I, I want to get you. your take real quick. I'm a guy. I'm not saying he's not the best player in baseball, but to say yeah. he's the best player ever, to think he's on the same level as LeBron James or Tom Brady, he's a guy that's got one playoff hit through nine years of his career, which is actually the least accomplishment. Uh, the, he's the least accomplished all-time great. If you go look at ESPN's top 25 players of all time, all of them have more than one playoff hit through the first nine years of their career. His, his splits from the first half and second half, he, he gets a little bit worse in the second half, Avi. Two outs runners in scoring position, his numbers take a dip. If you look at Mookie and Miguel Cabrera, both their numbers actually go up in those situations. And war, I think it's a hypothetical stat. That's what people love when they're judging Mike Trout. I think it's the worst stat in baseball. He, he, he has such a high <laughs> war because he plays the weakest position yeah. in baseball. Center field, war matters about your replacement level at that position. And since center field is the weakest position in baseball, that's why he has the highest war. So what's your take, Javi? Is Mike Trout already the greatest baseball player of all time? Or do you think he's just on track? Look, look, I hate stat nerds, bro. (laughs) Like, don't get me started. Like, it's fun, but man, I'm glad. So here's the thing. And I was messing with you on Twitter. It was just funny because you were just going, not going at people, but it was like a giant thread. That's what I enjoyed. You know, I was just like, wow, you're, you're going for it tonight. You're ready. You're like, let's do this. Let's do it, guys. Come on. Um, so here's the thing. I think he is the best player just currently in baseball right now. I don't think there's anyone who would debate that. I mean, the, I think you could say like, all right, if we're just talking about pitchers versus it's, it's still Mike Trout. Um, and yeah, he's got some all-timer numbers, but guys, I – I, I'm sorry, but yes, I like to bring in some things that aren't just numbers when determining my best player. Now, I will say, though, I don't want to blame him for the fact that his team has been, you know, dog crap for a while. You know what I mean? The Angels have not been good. They've had a lot of really bad contracts. Pretty sure they still have some bad ones right now. Um, <laughs> that I'm just, I just can't think of right now. Yeah, the pool holes. There we go. Thank you. Uh, the pool, Oh, my God. I mean, when is that up, right? Um, I looked it up like the other day. Until He's getting paid till age 41. He's making like $30 million. Oh my gosh. So they have some bad things there for years. I haven't seen anything really in terms of them having any major progress with their uh, farm system. Uh, So that's not, not a good sign, but they do have Otani. They do have Rendon and they do have Simmons who isn't a great offensive player, but is one of the great defensive shortstops arguably we've seen in like, I don't know, like 20 years, right? Like he's up there, up there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, his defense is unbelievable. I mean, just go watch some highlight clips of that guy. Um, it's like Arenado, but for shortstop, right? So I think I think it's hard to say. But, yeah, I care about that stuff, you know? And I've been getting into these fights with my friends uh, recently, including my, my best friend with our fantasy league, where it's like, you know, he's like, man. So, Millard, I want to ask – I want to throw this out there. I'm going to expose my friend for a second. Here's the offensive categories that we're using for our fantasy baseball league. Because I like doing categories. I don't like points, right? But for offense, we're using strikeouts, Mm -hmm. runs created, on-base percentage, and slugging. Now, here, before you get into it, here's what I want to say, right? I get it. I get that those numbers are probably better indicators of than average, you know what I mean, and stolen bases for who are the best players. But we're playing fantasy baseball, damn it. Like, I don't 
watch baseball games, Millard, and I go, wow, I wonder what that, that single is going to do for Bryce Harper's runs created on the air. No, I go, oh, he hit a home run. Awesome. That helped my total there. It's just there's this disconnect with some baseball fans, and I, I still got love for them with, with numbers, where it's like, yeah, but I kind of don't think that, you know, I think it kind of matters. That's like, who was a player that had a great season and also the team is part of it too. And I just don't think that, I think Bregman maybe should have gotten it last year. And Bregman was unreal. Bregman was unreal. And don't get me wrong. I think that the numbers say Trap was better. And I'm not saying I would rather have Bregman, but I mean, the Astros were really good last year. And I think that every now and then, every now and then, I think that the team, let's reward uh, uh, the, the team also with the player success too, because the Angels were so bad every now and then. Every now and then. I also don't like when people are like, oh, it should go to DJ LeMahieu. No, I think there's like, like, you know, 15 other guys that were better than him, but the Yankees were just awesome. You know what I mean? So it's this weird thing. And I, I talk about a lot where I think one of the problems with baseball is it's become too much of a numbers conversation. Too many. You, when, have you ever been to have those like conversations where you're being like, hey, man, uh, who, are, who do you think is better? That never really happens. Most people are just like, Oh, uh, no, Mike Trout's war is higher. In yeah. basketball, do you ever have a thing where someone's like, no, uh, LeBron's PER is higher? No, you get into so much more than that. You talk about, no, it's like this, and look at his things and this, and whenever he works with Davis and then this and that, and, oh, well, you know, people take the story into it a bit more. And as someone who likes pop culture and movies, I enjoy the story. So sorry, all of you stat nerds out there, that I actually care about the fact that, yeah, it's um I like paying attention to legacy and just like we don't don't have the Mike Trout moment. I think that's really the the best way for me to put a bow on this. We don't have that one Mike Trout moment, in my opinion. When, what's the great Mike Trout play? Is it his fault that he hasn't had that moment? Not necessarily. I do concede that, but I just feel like man, we haven't had like the block from LeBron, right? We haven't had that that face that people use as a meme all the time. You know what I mean? The the one where he's getting ready to play against Boston, right? That people love using on the internet all the time. Um, we don't have like that one play and it sucks. And I really want the, the play. If he gets traded to another team and does great, awesome. But I think, you know, there is a case to be made, like you said, for the fact that the outfield isn't necessarily as uh, maybe valuable of a contribution needed for position as others. Um, with the exception of maybe like, I don't know, like first base is the other one, right? Um, in terms of the defense and all of it. And I agree. I don't like the number chasing. I don't like that baseball has just become a, well, here's this this fan graphs article I read. It's like, well, you know, I just wish that baseball was more determined about, you know, every now and then like feeling and whatnot. And I don't care who really faults me for that. It's, it's just more fun. And I think that baseball, uh, there aren't those conversations anymore. Everybody just likes using numbers to solve things. Yeah, that's my overall issue. I'm not saying Mike Trout has to win the World Series, but I would like to see mm -hmm. him in the playoffs. I want to see what he could do in the big stage. Because mm -hmm. guess what? If he starts going on playoff runs and he starts wilting like Clayton Kershaw, that's going to hurt his legacy. I'm sorry. If he, mm -hmm. if he struggles, when, if he's this all-time great in the regular season that struggles in the playoffs, I think that's going to hurt his legacy. And you brought up mm -hmm. basketball. Yeah, if we had the same perspective of how we view baseball with basketball, then Russell Westbrook is probably the best player ever. And yeah. I don't think most people think Russell Westbrook is better than a guy like Damian Lillard, who statistically yeah. is worse than him. But you see the two play, see how the two exactly. lead a team, and you see them match up against each other. Now, and granted, in baseball, you don't have that. You don't see the two guys on the field matching up against each other. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's a little – 
overstated about how the Angels, how bad they've been. Because, yes, the last five years they've been atrocious. But if you go look at the first third of Mike Trout's career, Angels sure. were top five in almost all, every offensive category. And they had mm-hmm. solid pitching. They had the, that Garrett Richards, who's now a San Diego Padre. He was on the rotation. With a C.J. Wilson. They've had a, a Jared Weaver. They've even had a Jared Zach Weaver, Frankie. Yeah on their team as a starter. So they've had some pitching. Granted, the last Mm -hmm. few years have really sucked, but they've had some solid years. I just want to see Mike Trout do something on the big stage, like you said. We Mm -hmm. don't have that big moment. And I think, like you said, it's become too stat-driven. We... I'm not saying team success is everything, but I think we should look at team success with statistical production, and that's how we look at our best player. Last year, I would have given it to Bregman too. Mike Trout had a great mm-hmm. year, but he missed the last 30 games because of injury, and his team sucked. No one wins more MVPs on, <laughs> on crappy teams than Mike Trout. Maybe A-Rod, when he was on the Rangers, he won like one MVP in 03, but most of the mm-hmm. time, outside of Mike Trout, when a player wins an MVP, he's on a good team. I can't really think of uh, too many other guys from like the last – 10 to 15 years who won an MVP without being on a, a playoff team at least. So Mike Trout seems to be the only exception to that rule. And a, a lot of it, I think, is because of war. You just go look at the definition of war. They say when you're calculating it, there's points of the formula where dozens of reasonable people could disagree. And war is calculated different across different websites. So I, I can't put all my faith into a stat that gets calculated different depending on who's doing the formula. So when I take all that into consideration, yes. Mike Trout might be the best player in baseball right now, but I, I don't think he's head and shoulders above every other guy. I think in a season, Mookie Beth could be better. And real quick on the mm-hmm. war again, you know, Christian Yelich hasn't been top 10 in war the last two seasons. He's been arguably the best offensive player in baseball, and he's not even top 10 in war. So when I see something like that, it has to be because he's playing the most stacked position in baseball, right field. And, you know, if you go look at the top 10, Center fielders right now ringed by MLB.com. You got guys like Whit Merrifield, number five, who's played primarily second base in his career. So that's my quick Mike Trout rant. He's a great MLB player. He's probably the best player in baseball right now. But he needs that big moment. He needs to show up Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Or otherwise, his career is going to be a little bit of a disappointment. He finishes with one career playoff hit. Mm -hmm. Javi Reyes and I will continue our conversation about Mike Trout in just a second. But if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order food from local restaurants, everything just gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to that conversation between Javi Reyes and I. 
And I just, I really think, man, like, it's not like he was that much crazy better. Like, if, and if, if we want to bring up war, I forgot what, what Mike Trout's war was last year. I could look that up really quickly. But Bregman's was like 9.3 or something yeah, like that. Bregman's was so, last year. Yeah, Bregman's was really high last year. And I, I'm assuming Trout's was, what was it? Like 9.7, right? Yeah. It it's was, not it like was, his was a 9.7 and Bregman was a 6, right? Like not that crazy of a jump. And it's like, oh, well, look how much better he actually was. It's like, no, like, come on, man. Like, let's also shout out the fact that the Astros were good. And I think that we remember the good team. And let's talk about the player that was also good for them. I know people have issues with that. But guess what, numbers nerds? Uh you know, I don't like it when sports get so numbers based that, well, why even watch the games anymore? Just watch the, just look up his stat sheet. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Uh, it's just a little bit out of control. And I thought that it was, eh. it's just, eh. come on, come on. I, I really thought that he should have won last year. Not that it was undeserved. See, I don't like going to an extreme either. Cause that's the other thing that people do. Right. When we start talking about this, they'll be like, oh, what? You think it should have gone to, oh, what? You think Mike Trout's not good? Or you think this? It's like, no, I actually think he's unbelievably talented. And I mean, he's, he really is outrageous, though, when you look at the numbers. Like, I, every now and then I do look at them and I go, oh, my God. They're crazy. They are pretty crazy. <laughs> but every now and then I'm still like, you know, Bregman was really great last year, man. And I don't think it would have been that much of a loss if this one time, I mean, it happens in the NBA with LeBron. LeBron's got all numbers, and every now and then we we like the story. Some years we like the story a little bit too much, <laughs> you know, with Westbrook. But you know, and then some years we're like, ah, oh, bad. Like this is this is really fun, and I like the comeback. You know what I mean? That's why there's been the uh, kind of a narrative for LeBron. He should have won the MVP this year, right? Like yeah. at 35 years old. Like every now and then I do think stuff like that is important, and it makes talking about baseball more exciting. Yeah, because like. I'll give Trout credit this because like LeBron, both of them, they're pretty consistent year in, year out. They both don't have a down year on their resume, but the difference is LeBron, we've seen him in the playoffs. We've seen him go up another level. And, you know, certain years, there are other better players in that specific season. I mean, Steph Curry took over the basketball, took over the NBA for a couple of years, Kevin Durant too. So we're not saying Mike Trout's not the best player over the last 10 years, but in a, in a singular season, you know, I, I could make an argument peak Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. Pete Christian Yelich is better than Mike Trout, but Mike Trout has that consistency, which makes mm-hmm. him great. But I'm looking at the top 10 in war right now from 2019. Do you know who's number three on this list uh, from 2019, Javi? Who's that? Marcus Simeon. Do you think he was the third best player in 2019? He actually finished like third in MVP voting. Yeah, he I think it was really... based off his war. Marcus, think... Marcus Simeon was low-key flaming last year. Got on my fantasy team too. Woo! <laughs> okay. So he, <laughs> you were riding hard for Marcus Simeon then. But yeah, how, about, I, how about Matt Chapman? He was fifth. Matt oh, Chapman was, was great. Matt Chapman was great. Yeah, the A's were disgusting last year. I think I think another another thing to point, on, point out about this is um, – the, the, the whole thing with a story, I think this is basically like a Marino thing. This is a thing where this is like an all – I think there's a difference between saying he's an all-time talent versus the all-time best. Does that make sense? We're like – Oh, yeah, I, think, I, I think it's very kind of LeBron versus Jordan, like that whole conversation. I think there's ways for this conversation to be interesting about the numbers and the talent versus just that – that image of greatness and how you associate greatness with Jordan more. I, I will not debate that with anybody. I just think that, you know, like I'm a Jordan guy between the two, by the way, just to 
I agree throw it out to everybody. I agree with you. Um, and I think, yeah, okay, I could look up the numbers and I could bring up some stuff, but I just think there's some, there's the ethos of him. You know what I mean? There's, yes, I like reading and looking up quotes. I like looking up what people say about the other player instead of just getting my Ivy League degree and being like, well, LeBron's PER when he's shooting from the three-point hole. It's like, shut up, nerd, you know? <laughs> Not to be mean about it, but I think that every now and then those things matter. It's okay to have a conversation about discussing the, that dichotomy, the distance between the all-time talent versus the all-time best. I think it's interesting. Unfortunately, it just comes down to, no, you're an idiot, or no, you're an idiot for thinking this, and, well, Jordan had this and that. It's like, no, I, I just wish these conversations could be a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, because I don't think anyone thinks Tom Brady is the most talented quarterback ever. Yeah, but I don't think people him- think that. Yeah, but we consider him the GOAT because of his statistical production for, uh, combined with what we've seen him do on the big stage, you know. He has moments. Year in, yeah, he has the big Bowl. moments. Yeah, yeah. He, and a lot of it is the moments. You need the stats with the big moments. And, like, I'll bring it back to Russ. He's the guy with the stats, but does he have that, that playoff resume like, a, like other guys at his position? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. So it hurts his legacy a little bit. Mike Trout, he has all the stats. He might own, he might own all the records in the world when he retires. And for a lot of people – they're going to look at that and consider him the GOAT. But for me, he can own all the records. But I just need to see a little bit on the big stage. You know, I just need to see. I, I'm not saying he has to win the World Series, but can I see him get to the second round of the playoffs? Can I see him yeah. get more than one playoff hit? I don't think that's asking a lot from a guy yeah. who people consider the greatest. And then we can time. say also, and let's also point out, it's very unfortunate that the Angels didn't help him. You can also say that too. You know what I mean? It can be multiple things. It doesn't have to be black and white. You know what I mean? It, you're allowed to be like, he was one of the all-time great players, and let's talk about how much the Angels let him down, for example, right? Like, that's okay. Let's talk about it. Or that he shouldn't have signed a contract to stay there. Like, it's okay to make these things more interesting. than just, Oh, his war is greater. Shut up. You know, I, I just, I've had enough like that. I know I'm, I'm sounding like a Mike Wobon right now. Like, no, I love it. it's all this, but uh, I actually am not a fan. But it's, it's uh, <laughs> I, I still love watching PTI. But it's just very, um, I don't know. It's this, it's a great conversation that too often, I think it's, it's become diluted at this point. Uh, I oh, feel yeah. like I'm using, I feel like we're getting a little bit wordy on it. Diamondbacks Padres, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, we're using words like dichotomy now, but no, I yeah. think you're pretty. <laughs> I think you're preaching right now, Javi. There's a big war of people like you and me versus the people. You know, we're, we're more traditional snat, uh, stat nerds, I guess. And there's a war against us right now versus the, the advanced yeah. stat nerds with the war and the WABA and all these other things. I just tell WRC you. WRC plus and yeah. his weighted on base. It's like, all right, man. Like, cool. Like, for me, it's hard. I can only put so much stock into stats that try to predict how much more this guy could give you over that? Because it's right. hypothetical. You're not actually telling me what their actual production is. You're just trying mm-hmm. to project what their production can be over the next guy, which makes me not as you know trustworthy of that side. I still think batting average is important. I'm sorry. I, I, RBIs, mm-hmm. yes, I know there's flukiness with RBIs, but if the guy's batting fourth and he's on a quality playoff team, I'm going to say if you only hit 75 RBIs, I'm going to say that's a little concerning. So. I think it, you have to put the context when you give batting average. You have to put the context when you give RBIs. If you're just giving raw stats, then, yeah, they're going to seem meaningless. But if you put the context behind them, I think they help tell a, a bigger story. And I'm still going to rely on those traditional stats like batting average, uh, home runs, RBIs, more than a, a stat like war or WABA or runs created. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And, hey, that's your prerogative and whatnot. But now uh, I know that we're agreeing on this, but now we're enemies now, man. At the, at the end of this week, we're enemies. Padres, oh, yeah. D-backs, are you ready? 
I'm ready. Let me ask you this one last question, Javi. Who do Go you think it. is going to finish higher in the 2020 standings? Diamondbacks or Padres? I think, I think pre-world uh, ending, traditional 160-game season. Oh, man. I think it was D-backs, but it's close. I think a lot of it for me was going to depend on uh, the – I think there's a little bit – believe it or not, I think there's like a little tiny bit more certainty – almost with the the Padres like pitching. I don't know how that makes sense to me, but it does. While the Diamondbacks do have the, I think the the upside of, of Bumgarner and the is Robbie Ray going to be kind of that liability. Oh yeah, he strikes out 200 guys, but he also gives up like six runs a game. Um, that I was curious to see how that plan, panned out. I think the Padres could, I just, I have a, a vibe about them. I think that they love playing with each other. I think you saw that. Um, like in the dugout last year, I think that they got energized by that. Um, I could see them being that team that really just loves playing in like this. And I think that it's possible that the D-backs guys, maybe they start off a little bit slow. They have that sophomore slump because a lot of their guys played like all-star levels last year. You know what I mean? Like they played amazing, like Cattell Marte being the, probably the number one, right? Like has his best season. Um, I'm going to say the Padres for now, but it's, it's like really a toss-up between the wow. two like I I, I think that their offense is awesome I think their offense is awesome but I wonder about maybe some of their defense but then again we have the liability guys I don't know man I don't know it's it, I think regularly it was both of them were potentially wildcard teams I think I, I like both of the teams better than some of the other wildcards in the uh the NL I wasn't I'm not totally buying into the Mets um especially because Syndergaard got hurt uh, I wasn't totally buying into some other teams like the Cardinals and whatnot, like I thought that both teams could be more interesting than all those teams. So I think that they're both like on the same level, honestly, which is what's so interesting about talking with you about this. All right. Well, if the Padres guy is going to pick the Padres, the D-backs guy is going to pick the D-back to finish higher in the standings. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree we should, with you. We should make a wager on this series. Not buddy-wise, but we should make a wager. Yeah. I do this with my friend all the time. Yeah, we could bet. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about this. We could bet a built bar if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could bet a built bar, or we could do what I always do with my friend, which is that uh, the winner gets to choose the person's uh, Twitter profile picture for a week. Wow. Uh, that's okay. one, that's one of my favorites. That's yeah, one of could, my favorites. You could choose the Locked On Diamond uh, Diamondbacks <laughs> Twitter profile for a week. Yeah. You the Locked On Diamondbacks, whatever. One of the, you can even choose my main one. I don't care. Uh, that's what I usually do with my friend. But, yeah, man, uh, it's been super fun talking with you. We talked for a while, too. Yeah, this I is, think we have is, an hour. Yeah, we have an hour, man. We're, we're doing good. I'm, I can't wait. I have no – I know it's, it's a division rivalry. Nobody on the D-backs that I have a, a gripe with, honestly. State yeah. of Arizona? Eh, I've never been there. <laughs> don't really care for the state. Just I've just never been there. Like I don't really care about it that much. Um, well, I'll definitely, I'd be more interested in going to San Diego. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing. It's just in general. The NL, the NL West. I just don't feel any hate. I have a hate for the Dodgers just because yeah, it's like they keep say, winning all the time. I think but I don't have, have like I don't hate their players. Like there's nothing there. You know. Yeah, I think we all have a collective hate for the Dodgers, and that's yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah but mini dynasty. Yeah, yeah, the, the the way they're built right now, they're definitely a team that uh, people are going to hate with having the last two reigning MVPs on your roster. But uh, Javi, great talking to you today. We hit a lot of different things. I, I think we hit a lot of great points today. And I, I thank you for echoing uh, echoing a lot of the same sentiment when it came to yeah. Mike Trout and the uh, advanced war <laughs> stat nerds gotcha, or advanced man. stat nerds in general. I really appreciate appreciate you preaching the gospel today. Yeah, not to be pro-Bregman because of all the Astros thing. I'm saying before we found out about that, you know. 
Yeah, I feel you. But thank you, Javi. Sounds like you're doing great. And we'll talk to you again. And hopefully we might even talk to you again after the series. And, you know, maybe talk. Yeah, Bud Day, man. Bud Day Tuesday. Rad that I'd love to talk after the Padres sweep the series. It'd be great, man. All right. Okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Javi Peno. Locked on Padres. That's it with this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. We'll be back with more tomorrow. I hope everyone is out there is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!